Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. You might not think of the National Security Agency as a federal laboratory that does technology transfer, but it is, and it does. And now the director of its Office of Research and Technology Applications is the new chairwoman of the Federal Laboratory Consortium. For the first in a series of interviews on the consortium and tech transfer, Linda Berger joins me now. Ms. Berger, good to have you on. Thanks for having me, Tom. I'm happy to be here with you today. And let's begin briefly with the NSA and its technology transfer activities. I guess my question is, is this with respect to the research that the agency itself does, or is it funded by grants research that you're talking about here? Everything that my office is involved with deals with technology that's federally funded that was developed by the government, for the government, for our NSA mission use. Okay. Like I said in the beginning, people may not realize how much research the NSA does in addition to its operational duties. So we have patents available for licensing. We have a portfolio that's online at nsa.gov slash tech transfer, and you can see our online portfolio there, where we have over 100 technologies currently available for licensing that they were developed perhaps in a classified environment or for a classified application, but the technology itself is unclassified. And so we're able to apply for and earn patents from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office uh, when our inventors do that work that they do for mission. And then our office's job is to develop and license that intellectual property that's been developed from that federally funded work. And part of our job is also to create partnerships for the agency. So we create technology transfer-based partnerships such as cooperative research and development agreements, education partnership agreements, other things where we help facilitate interaction between NSA as a federal lab and the external environment to move our technologies out, uh, to move things from the lab to the marketplace. That's a big part of technology transfer is moving these federally funded innovations from the lab to the marketplace. And so our office does all that for NSA. Interesting. And can you give us just a general idea of the areas or domains that these patents fall in, for example, imaging or computer processing, that kind of thing? Absolutely. We've divided our catalog or portfolio into five different sections. Uh, We have data science, Internet of Things, physical security, cybersecurity, of course, right? I, I think the one that's been most surprising for me as I came to this job and have been here is the physical security piece. You know, National Security Agency, security is our middle name. But I never thought on the outside before I came here about all the physical security devices that this agency develops for the DOD use because we are a DOD element and we support the warfighter. But things like tamper evident port protectors and things that secure things physically. So we're both in the technology side as well as the physical security. So you must have gotten some great ideas for how to fence in your backyard. <laughs> or secure a manhole cover, <laughs> right. or have secure double seal bags uh, we have for licensing where it's like, you know, you have to send samples or specimens in certain places. And so we've got double seal bags. We've got wonderfully uh, amazing adhesive tapes that we can use that basically, if sometimes you try to remove a piece of tape, that's fine, easy enough. But we've got ones that, again, it's all tamper evident. It's kind of like the security system at your house. You know, if you you get that, it's peace of mind. But if somebody really wants to get in, they're going to get in. So what we need is tamper-evident material so that when we see that something's been tampered with, we know we have a problem and we can address it. Yeah, I wish I had that on my liquor cabinet when my kids were teenagers, but, you know, (laughs) time has passed now. Note to self, the new application space, right? (laughs) There you go. And you come from the private sector, so you sound like one of the converted to what is going on in the public sector here. 
It's interesting, actually. This is my second time at NSA. So I started here in doing IT work uh, right out of college and was here for a while and then went and did other things. I've worked for local government, for private sector. I've had my own company. I got into economic development, doing tech-based economic development around tech transfer once I learned about that and found out what that was. And I thought, this is really intriguing and cool. And it's like, as a business owner, I had tried to create a technology product, and frankly, my company failed. We were not successful in our product development, so we tried to figure out how could we do that better. And learning about technology transfer was the way that I found you can leverage the investment that the federal government has already made in the basic and applied R&D efforts or research and development so that technologies are further ready to commercialize, and then you can license, you can pay a patent license to a federal lab to leverage that already intellectual property protected or patent protected uh, technology for your business. And it can catapult you ahead because you're now able to, instead of doing the work yourself, you're able to purchase and through the patent license agreement buy uh, that the benefit of that federally funded research to benefit your own company. So through trial and error, I like to believe I'm helping other people kind of avoid the same mistakes my company made when we had it. But it's a great opportunity to leverage the federally funded uh, innovations and move businesses forward. And um, we've had companies form around our technology. So companies can form, new jobs can be created, new and enhanced products can be developed all around federally funded technology. We're speaking with Linda Berger. She's the chairwoman, or will be this fall, of the Federal Laboratory Consortium and also director of the Office of Research and Technology Applications at the NSA. And let's talk about the consortium for a minute. You're very active there. You will be the chair of it come October. What are your plans for the consortium? Because that's where all of the like-minded technology transfer brains get together, correct? Right. It's the Association for Federal Technology Transfer Professionals. And my hopes is to continue the good work that we've been doing. Uh, the current chair, John DeMent, has worked over the past number of years with the full executive board and our National Advisory Council, a, a group of experts who advise us. We put together a strategic plan for the organization. We're moving forward with those initiatives. My hope is to continue those. And the highest priority in, on my docket, if you will, is our educational content. So we have education content that we have we have normally delivered in an in-person manner at our national and regional meetings, and we're looking to move all of that education content to an online platform. So that's going to be a, a big lift for us, and I really look forward to having the opportunity to work with the group on that effort. And you also operate a regional awards program. I just got a release on that. Uh, what's that all about, and how does it work? So that is part of the FLC's larger effort. So back up a smidge. We have national and regional awards. We have three main things that we do. We promote, educate, and facilitate federal technology transfer. And that's talking about what it is, the value of it, and highlighting the accomplishments and opportunities in the space. And, and just kind of to level set things early on, Technology transfer is the exchange of knowledge, capabilities, research breakthroughs between federal laboratories and external parties, and that could be industry, academia, even nonprofits. And so we're doing that work of technology transfer, moving these federally funded innovations from lab to the marketplace so that we can get that. It's a long-term economic development strategy and return on investment to the taxpayer for that federal R&D investment. 
every year um, that, that federal R&D investment and every year the federal government invests over $100 billion in basic and applied research and development across the government enterprise. So getting these innovations from the lab to the marketplace is a really significant, impactful job that professionals in our organization do in tech transfer across federal government. And so part of the promoting tech transfer, we promote, educate, and facilitate, is our awards program to come back to that. And what we do is we highlight kind of the best of the best, both nationally in our national awards program and in the regional awards program. So these are competitive awards. There's an annual regional event. There's six geographic regions currently and one national meeting. And at those events, we host Excellence in Tech Transfer Award program. Sure. And that leads me to my question. Tech transfer, the way you describe it to the uninitiated, sounds like a fairly straightforward process. Someone comes and says, I'd like to license this. Okay, here's $5. Yeah. It's yours to license. But I'm imagining it's much more than that. And so what are some of the challenges to successful technology transfer? One thing that we must have is a development plan for the technology. So we have to have either a business plan or some sort of technology development plan. So when you come to a government lab, there is a FLC business site on the Federal Labs Consortium's website. It's federallabs.org. They have FLC business as part of that site where it talks about all the technologies that are available for licensing from Federal Labs and capabilities of the different Federal Labs that you can find there. So we do have a little more rigorous steps we need to go through. We've tried to simplify it at NSA down to eight steps from finding the technology. We put you under non-disclosure. We hook you up with the inventors to have that conversation, see if it's a, a fit. We negotiate terms. We license the agreement. If you want an exclusive license, we must do a federal register notice. That's a 15-day notice in the federal register. But other than that, it's like once we come to terms, the license that we agree to has to go through legal review on both sides, and then you're good to go. So it's for our office, each license is unique. I, you know, Others may do it differently. I think the, the one requirement that we must have is the development plan and a federal register notice if it's an exclusive patent license. Yeah, so it sounds like you look into and need to be assured of the competence of the person applying for the license and also that you keep out just the patent trolls. Well, so the license requirement, we leverage a partner that's Pentagon funded to help with business plan development for our commercial partners, a group called TechLink. They're out of the University of Montana, and they are, again, Pentagon-funded, so they work with prospective licensees for any, this is just DOD-specific, um, any um, partner to help develop business plans and understand what the government's looking for and what we need. Well, sounds like fascinating stuff. We wish you luck as chairing the FLC. Linda Berger is chairwoman-to-be of the Federal Laboratory Consortium and director of the Office of Research and Technology Applications at the National Security Agency. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me today. Tomorrow, we'll talk to the vice chair, John Eisman, of the Agriculture Department, and on Wednesday with the executive director, Paul Zielinski. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. Still ahead, House committees are spending the week working on budget bills, the normal kind. But first, this Navy civilian engineer kept some tricky technology programs going through a tough year. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, 
and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.